Honestly, like the most important thing within everything creative, passion project. It's like the one moment where you can like do whatever you feel like doing without anyone saying something about it. It's the only kind of moment where you're creating for yourself and no one is no one has a say in like what the end product is going to look like. I mean that itself is such a it's such an opportunity to like direct and curate your work towards like a certain direction. Hey guys, so welcome to episode three of the Stills in Motion podcast. Um, today I'm joined by Mika Abera, who is a Swedish photographer and um, cinematographer. Like, if you haven't come across Mika's work before, like, I highly recommend you go check him out before the podcast kind of starts. Like, his work is incredible. It's like so rich in emotion. Almost like every photo or film he puts out, like you can just really feel like what he is trying to convey so clearly in his work. Um, today we kind of talk about how he brings emotion into his work, how he's kind of used passion projects to kind of help sort of reset him and guide him on this trajectory from sort of transitioning from a photographer to more of a cinematographer and kind of how that evolution has been and how that has changed like his approach and his business. But yeah, let's get into today's episode with Mika. Right, Mika, thanks so much for um, coming on the podcast. Like, it's so good to chat to you again. It's been a, it's been a while. <laughs> yeah, of course, man. It's, uh, it's an honor for me. And uh, yeah, it was just like a no-brainer for me that I would do this. Just, just kind of like for a bit of context for the listeners, a, a while back, it was back in like 2018, Mika was doing these, these kind of calls with like his community, kind of getting to know people. What, what was the name of the sort of thing you were doing? It was, what was like, it called again? Uh, oh, I can't remember. It was like, oh, I really can't remember. But now when you mention it, I'm like, I, re- I kind of missed that. It was like, it was like super nice. I just like, <laughs> it was like super was random. Like... Just like, I think people were just like, they just responded to one of my stories and I kind of like randomly picked a person that I would just like, did we go live on Instagram? No, I think I think we just had oh, a just private like, conversation. Okay, yeah, yeah, we? Yeah. We just... yeah. Oh, yeah, that's right. We had a private conversation, and it was basically just like, you know, kind of like talking about everything, and but also like maybe giving like specific tips about like industry and whatnot, and just like references and and things like that. And it was just like such a such a nice way of like getting to know the people who like follows you and 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 make it more as like a, I don't know I don't like the that kind of perspective either I like when it's sort of more like you know you're just like two people chatting about stuff rather than someone like following yeah. you just it's such a unbalanced thing right so so yeah that was super nice yeah I, it was it was really nice and like I remember at the time just thinking how refreshing that was like to some someone like someone on Instagram doing something like that and like just giving something for free and yeah I feel like it for me it was almost like a mini like coaching call you kind of like <laughs> gave me a bit of motivation oh, and like man, gave like... me some tips yeah and at the time it, at the time I, I was kind of I think I'd had like a couple of photography jobs maybe yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, by that point and um 
Yeah, I just remember like coming out of that phone call. Yeah. I think I've got my notes somewhere. I have to, I have to fish oh, them out and send them to you. <laughs> I want to see this. I have to see uh, this. If you manage to find that, I have to, I have to see that. That would be like so inspiring I'll for me to it. like... Oh, oh man, maybe I should just like keep doing that. It's like I'll have so many things was, on my resume. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Photographer, like DOP, um, motivational speaker... <laughs> It's the next step. That's what everyone does. It is, right? Um, Yeah, I just remember that conversation being like super inspiring and it really kind of gave me the kick up the butt to kind of just like start start doing stuff and start sort of taking action. And um, as soon as I started this podcast, I was like, right, I've got to, I know I've got to ask Mika to come on because I remember how, I remember how motivated I felt after that at the start of my kind of career and I just wanted to give that as a, as a thing for other people. Yeah. No, I'm super I'm super glad that you reached out, especially this early in in this project of yours. And yeah, I'm as as we spoke about a little bit just before we started recording, it's just like it's such a nice way of just you know, especially for like new creators to to get like a reference point and kind of uh, you know, make their thoughts and ideas kind of more valid for, for themselves so they don't feel like, you know, so that you don't feel as lonely, because like that's also something we discussed. Is like a lot of the times, as a in this creative field, it's like you just feel so so lonely in in both in terms of like physical and uh, but also I, with ideas and, and things like that. So so this is such a good initiative for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Like I, I've definitely noticed that. Like during this during this year particularly like during the pandemic as well like you become sort of I mean obviously it's a little bit different in Sweden but um in the in the UK like is we've been quite sort of isolated I guess and um I've definitely noticed how important it is to have like phone calls with other creatives like on a regular basis because I think it kind of like helps me get out of my head a little bit and kind of you know sharing my ideas and making myself feel a bit more sane yeah no I, I totally I, I i just wanna i just wanna ask you one thing before before you get into it but I, i'm really curious to to know like from someone who's like in a more you know has been in more locked situation in terms of covid and everything uh how yeah how has it been like creatively for you to to be in this space because yeah i don't know i just i feel like a big part of becoming creative is like going out and seeing people and new places and you know inspirations it's like it's sort of what kickstarts you right so just the idea of like being inside in those long amount of times that i've heard all around europe is like just mind-boggling to be honest yeah, no, that's a, that's a good question. And I, I don't want to speak for everyone in this, um, so, so I can only really speak for myself, but, like, I've, I I get what you're saying. Like, I think, you you know, travelling and seeing places and meeting people is all, like, so... It's very fundamental to, like, creativity. But I would also counter that by saying, like, having restraints and, like, having restrictions that kind of stop you from doing certain things also foster creativity because you have to try and work within those bounds to make something happen so uh, I I do feel like this year has been a a test for a lot of people but I think those who kind of come out in the creative field successfully have been able to sort of pivot and adjust and become 
and use that use the restraints to be creative and to mm, think of new things so or like new approaches um yeah. so I, I i would say like it's obviously been difficult and i think if you went if you got into the pandemic and you tried to do exactly the same thing as you were already mm. doing through that through the time i i would expect unless you had something that meant you could do it alone or not very far from home like you probably would have struggled mm. but i think i don't know obviously for some people it's impossible to kind of adapt what they what they're doing yeah. but for 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 a freelance creative like you know the there's so many things you could do. Mm. Like you could start, you could start a YouTube channel doing tutorials. You could start doing product photography mm. at home. You could start like, you could start a podcast. Like, you know, you, there's a lot of things, a lot of things that you could do that maybe won't make you money in the, in the short term, yeah. but they could potentially lead to something so true. exciting in the long yeah. term. Um, so yeah, that's, that's a good, yeah, that's a good answer. Yeah. <laughs> gotta, gotta take that with me in case we go into like real lockdown here in Sweden. Yeah, well, fingers crossed for you, mate. I hope it. I hope yeah. things get better. Um, yeah, me too, man. But yeah, I've, I've written down a few little things I kind of wanted to um, chat about with you, Mika. And like, I th- I think like the the one the one thing that really like strikes me with your work, like whether it's photo, video, whatever it is, is just like how like enriched with emotion it is like I feel like whenever I watch something of yours like I feel like transported to that and I can feel like what it is you're trying to sort of purvey in this film or photo and mm. I think I think emotion is such it feels c- comes across to me as the viewer that it's such a fundamental part of what is you're doing and I I kind of yeah. just wanted to ask you like what role emotion plays in your work and like how how you how you kind of see that in your workflow and what you know those kind of things uh no honestly i'm like so happy that you say that because it's like literally everything <laughs> i don't know what i would have done like without like bringing in that aspect i feel like yeah i just feel like that's everything to be honest it's like because i think i think uh i think i'm definitely one of those one of those creators who tend to like draw from everything that just happens within me emotionally and like in my life and stuff like that. And I just try to like transfer that very, very straightforward. Uh, And I mean, yeah, I'm just like, I've always been really like sensitive as a, as a person or like really, really like, I don't know, just like very connected to, to my emotions. I can, I can like remember it as, uh, like since I was like a little like my first memories I've always been like very emotional uh, and uh, also like in later years uh, like around 18 19 uh, I got this diagnosis for uh, for bipolar disease which is also like going into the range of emotions um, so uh yeah i mean everything within images has been kind of like um you know it's sort of like therapy as well in terms of you know transferring that because there's really there was really like a time especially in the beginning where it was like so hard to to handle everything that i was going through it because like i don't it's just yeah i mean it's really like it's so unexpected and like you can really go like from these like manic state of minds where I just feel like I can 
do so much and create as much as possible and I really feel like I'm on top of the world to like just feeling absolute shit about everything it's like it's so like there's such a big spectrum in between there like and either dropping or going up there is like really confusing for yourself sometimes so uh so yeah it's like using that technique of like drawing from that has definitely been a way of like you know reflecting and having that conversation with myself regarding you know when I feel happy or when I'm in love with someone or when I feel anxiety or depression or you know any any sort of emotion like within the whole spectrum of emotions and I think it's also been a way for me to kind of like new neutralize everything that nothing needs to be like good or bad it's just like it's just it's just pure it's just like the emotion itself Uh, and also like displaying that that's what I kind of want to do with like everything that I create in terms of images I just want everything to be just the emotion I don't want people to think like that's a bad or tough emotion or it's like a good and happy emotion it's just it's just the emotion and 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 it's so much like about how it feels rather than like overthinking about it and trying to explain things it's like really yeah the the just like the term of like how does something feel is is very fundamental for me in terms of how I want to live my life but also like in terms of you know creating so so yeah it's um, such a yeah, it's everything, man. <laughs> it really is. Yeah. yeah that's, that's a great answer. And um, I mean, I think you're doing a great job of bringing emotion to your work. So thanks, man. Like, I can see it. And I, I'm, I'm sure everyone else can see it. Like, it's it's really powerful. And like, um, I think some of your pieces are just amazing. Like, really. Thank good. you, man. So, that means a lot. <laughs> um, I, I wanted to kind of like go on from that and. And talk a bit about um, like passion projects, because I I feel like you as um, as you sort of gone through your career have have sort of put out quite a few passion projects, and I, I think back to like the um, the film you made for Volcano Pilot in Iceland, <laughs> and I, I I think when I when I think of that I I feel like that was maybe I'm wrong. You tell me if I'm wrong, but I feel like that was maybe a transition from for you 100%. from like being a <laughs> um, yeah. and i i just love i love to hear, like hear what you think about yeah. passion projects and like whether we should we should be doing more of them yeah no man i i could go on about this for ages it's like it's crazy man it's like honestly like the most important thing within like everything creative just like passion projects it's like the one moment where you can like do whatever you feel like doing without anyone saying something about it. It's like, if you really think about that fact, it's like, if yeah, I just wish more creators were like thinking about that, that fact of like, it's the only, the only kind of moment where you're creating for yourself and no one is saying, no one has a say in like what the end product is going to look like. 
I mean, that itself is such a, it's such an opportunity to like direct and curate your work towards like a certain direction. And I mean, it's so funny that you bring up that film because like it's definitely, it was definitely the turning point for me. And uh, uh, in one way, it was definitely that without even knowing it, it was like, that's, that project was just going to be stills. It was like this documentary project about this, uh, this pilot from Iceland, uh, Haraldur, which, which I got to know uh, throughout two weeks. I spent with him pretty much every day hanging out. And, and, um, but yeah, just before that, I was like, um, I was on a film set with my best friend. And I just, I don't know, everything just became so apparent for me on that shoot. I was like, oh man, this is like, it wasn't that complicated. I'm just going to go out and shoot stuff. So I took that with me there and I was like, I'm just going to shoot stuff. Like, and we'll see what happens. And then the end result was like, I mean, today it's not in my portfolio. But I mean, at the time it was like super nice, I think. Uh, especially for like my first kind of film project as well. Um, so yeah, I mean, that was a way of like saying, okay, I want to go this way. I want to go into the film world and I want to shoot more motion. Uh, and I mean, passion projects can literally be that, you know, it's like, what do you want to say? Like, what kind of commercial work do you want to do? Uh, and you just, like, you literally just do that. I, like... And yeah, I don't know. I, I feel like I'm pretty good at this, but at the same time, I'm like still, I should do way more of these projects, to be honest. Because, uh, yeah, I, was, I had this conversation with a friend like a month or two ago. And we're, she's been kind of like helping me curate my work and stuff like that. Uh, and um, she was like, yeah, just like put, put images that you really love, like, from others, and just put them into, like, a PDF or, like, a keynote. And I just did that. And then it was just, like, yeah, just just go that direction. Like, just, just you know, just go that direction. Like, you don't... Because I think that's it, right? Like, you, you think, like, there's more steps to it. It's like, I need to do this first, and do that, na na But it's really, like, just just go there and just try those things and see if you can like build that into your style and stuff like that and I mean that's like how I usually think about stuff but then you kind of like you know when things are going fast it's like you forget about it sometimes but like as as long as you're like getting back to like what do I want to do what kind of images do I want to create and what do I want them to say I think you need to like prioritize those projects because like in the end if that's your portfolio and you start thinking that way that's also what you're going to get hired for so i mean the end goal is to like i don't know i don't i don't want to separate like going into commercial work and thinking like i have to like do images a certain way i want to go in there and be like okay you hired me so we're going to do it my way or like you know as much as possible of course then there's like obviously clients and, you know, other creatives that you have to kind of, like, you know, collaborate with, of course. But, I mean, the essence of it is like that. It's like you want to be hired for what you do, not because, like, you have the tools. So, 
passion projects is really like your way of getting into that and curating your work um, exactly the way you you want to do them and I think everyone needs to like put them higher on their list of like things to do yeah I think I'm I'm one of those people that needs to put it higher up my list <laughs> everyone needs to do it <laughs> even I <laughs> on the last podcast we we're having a chat about like sort of at the beginning you have like you have this kind of like grandiose idea of um like your message and what you believe in and stuff and then I think as things progress a little bit you maybe lose your way and you sort of start to chase like paychecks or what you think is popular or you know the ability to travel yeah. or something like that and then I think yeah. once you've come out of that side you kind of begin to realize that you know if you're not doing what you love and what you believe in like what's the point yeah um, that's really it man it's like I think you have to always kind of like go back to basics. It's like really simple when you think about it. It's just like, what do I really want to do? Like at this point, and then you kind of work from there, you know, if, you know, because some things are obviously like less paid and, and uh, some things are harder to do. Like it's a question of like getting up to that level to be able to like produce that kind of work. And it's a lot of factors in terms of that, but like the essence of it is like, what do I like doing? Which is like fairly straightforward if you if you think about it. Uh, and yeah, I I I re that's really like the message I want to put out there with my type of work, but also like just as a reminder to myself. It's like it's just so important because it's like I think it's very easy to get lost in all of the other stuff that come comes around it and you know in the end it's like about having fun you know yeah yeah absolutely absolutely um I kind of want to just sort of dive in a little bit more on um like your sort of transition from like a more of a photographer to a cinematographer and like I I, I guess we kind of suggested that the volcano pilot film was kind of the start uh, maybe the start of that but um what what was kind of like the reason behind you wanting to sort of shift a little bit and like how how did your kind of like business change during that time? So uh, I think in the beginning it was more like again it was more like I I just thought it was fun it was like this is a fun thing it's like and it's different from what I've been doing but at the same time it's like rooted in the same thing that I that I love doing which is creating images. So it was more like a creative challenge, to be honest. And yeah, to, and to be really honest, it's like, I don't think I even knew what like a cinematographer was. Like when I started <laughs> filming, it was just like a word that had been bouncing around, but I was like, I was doing it, you know? But like the, 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 the grand meaning of it or like, you know, what it actually was. I mean, there's like different levels of it, obviously, but... But as time progressed, it was like more going into this like this role of being like a work leader where you're like, you know, head of the uh, department and you're kind of like, you know, uh, delegating people to, to create this, this vision of yours, which was like, that was like the essence of it when I really started getting, uh, getting into it. Uh, but yeah, there was. Uh, I I don't think it was. It was. It wasn't as like conscious as, uh, as I when I think about it. But 
um, getting into it, it was like just, it just felt really natural in terms of like, this is the challenge I need to, to, to set for myself. And also like, I just felt like I, when I was thinking about projects, I was only thinking about them in terms of film, like, like how they would look like in film. So it, it just felt so organic somehow. Uh, and, uh, and also uh, like, also like the, 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 the work I was getting, like I was, I was just, everything was just film all of a sudden. Like, um, as, yeah, as we discussed about this volcano pilot project, this passion project, like after that, I got, got booked on my first commercial, which was like, it was big at the time. It was like, it was like nine short films or something. Like it was nine 45 seconds films or something like that, which was a ton of work like at the time because I was doing everything on my own. Uh, and which was like really, you know, it was like a really good way of getting into it because I had to like get basic knowledge about everything pretty much and doing everything on my own because I wasn't outsourcing. Like I only had like one assistant uh for for the job but then after that it's just kind of like i don't know it's just kind of took off it just like <laughs> it really like went quickly it's, it's like i mean it was like two years ago like two and a half years ago or something which is crazy when i think about it but um but yeah and in terms of like business i think it's just like i mean the projects are longer so like, and you spend more time on them and like, it definitely changed, you know, like, it also like changed like how I would set up things, you know, like I, I went more and more towards like not owning my gear and, and uh, now I pretty much just own like a still camera, which isn't even mine to be honest. It's like, <laughs> it's a, I mean, I'm like sponsored, so it's like, but I, I don't own it really. Um, so I went more that way and I went more kind of like, I don't know, be, uh, like before this, I felt like my business was kind of like growing in terms of like, you know, just putting stuff into the business, like whether that's like material stuff or other stuff, I felt like it was like growing like that with like the amount of money I was making. But now I feel like I'm just like selling everything off and I just wanted to be me and like my knowledge and because we're always like renting stuff for for commercials and stuff like that and also with like crew it's like new crew all the time and everything is very like just you <laughs> and which is super nice it's like it makes me very flexible and uh like uh, also like hopefully you know after this whole covid situation it's like I want to be able to like kind of be based in the place where I worked for a while, you know, even that's if that's like a couple of weeks or something like that. I want to be able to like be that fluent because I don't have all this like gear attached to me. Um, so I think that business wise, that's kind of like what changed the most, I think. Um, but yeah, it's super fun. I like changes, so. <laughs> Yeah, that's really that's really interesting because I, I I feel like um, 
at the beginning it's kind of like oh yeah i'll invest in equipment i'll buy this i'll buy this lens i'll buy this, whatever um it's cool to like get to the other end it's like no nah, i don't need any of this so yeah. sell it and i'll just rent it so <laughs> <all> nice <laughs> it's really nice yeah. i feel like i feel like i'm getting to a point where it's like oh my i haven't got a big enough bag but it is like that more in like stills i would say I feel like more more photographers own their gear. And they have their setup. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I mean it's yeah, it's it's also like really fun to just try things. It's like when you rent stuff, it's always like, okay, what do I need for this project in specific or like uh, uh in a different way like you can go to like these really small budget things and you're like, okay, how am I going to solve this with like basically no money at all and you just like put like it makes you really it may put like really puts you on the spot it makes you really creative and like yeah it's just such a fun way of like trying out new things and techniques and it's like really endless it's like really I think it's really good of uh, in terms of like building your style I, I feel like I've uh, when I went into film I really I really kind of pushed my still work as well because I was introduced to so many different styles of shooting and it was like I can transfer that to stills and you know so every time like stills is very close to the still I I highly enjoy it and even if I don't do it as much it's like I really want to get it in there as much as possible so I think they really you know they really work for each other rather than like the other way around yeah that's interesting. Do do you feel like because you were a photographer first, it kind of like influenced how you went into becoming a cinematographer? Like in terms of like other people in the industry, do you feel like you've kind of got a different perspective to those people? Or? You mean like in terms of my in, uh, influences? Yeah, and, and your approach to it. Yeah, yeah, no, definitely. I mean, I kind of went in like my big. I think one of my biggest, if not the biggest one, has been like. Alex Webb, which is a still photographer, and um, I don't know. I think uh, such a good question. Yeah, maybe, maybe a little bit differently. I think, and also like, I would say, I would say like a little bit differently as well. Like coming from, you know, having like a lot of close connection in on Instagram and like that community as well. I think. It's good because, um, you know, you know how it is when it's like community and everyone is really close and just in that community. You kind of like, you kind of see the same stuff uh, over and over again. So I think it's been kind of to my advantage to sort of like been bounced around in different communities and influences. And uh, I don't, I, I, I'm so close to it, so it's hard for, uh, to, like, see it myself. But I would like to think that, uh, like, maybe I'm coming from a little bit different angle um, since I'm a still photographer first. And I would say still, I would say still that's my stronger side, to be honest. Um, but, yeah, it's, yeah, it's interesting. I'm going to have to think about it. It's, it's so hard to, like, see your see your work from from the outside but but yeah definitely yeah no it's interesting um i you sort of touched there about community and um 
Uh, how was it kind of going into becoming a cinematographer in terms of finding a community? Did you feel like, because obviously you were sort of more in the sort of photography, outdoor kind of Instagrammy community at first, and then like you moved across. And like, do you, when you sort of started, when you made that switch, how did you find kind of like building up your network within that kind of industry and that side of things? Uh, I felt. Uh, for a long time, I felt very, very lonely, to be honest, uh, which I think was really good in, in the beginning because I felt like when I got into cinematography, I really made my work more kind of, I don't know the right word for it, but I felt like I was creating more for myself and yep. just like like really rooting things from what I like and... Uh, and going back to basics of it. Uh, so I think that was good to, like, be alone. Because, uh, I, yeah, I yeah, I didn't want to replicate anyone. I just wanted to, like... It was like, you know, when you start out with new things, it's like everything is so exciting, and it's like the little things just, like, excites you, you know, when something just looks, looks a little bit more high-end and... Anyway, you know, it's just, it's so refreshing. It's, it's really nice. So, like, I think it took a while for me to kind of, like, find a community. And, and to be honest, I feel like I'm very much on the way, like, of finding that. It's like, I would say more, today it's more like I have people, but they're kind of, like, spread it out in, in the world and kind of, like, in different, it's like one here and one there and then, uh, but not really like, um, yeah, I don't know. It's and it's also like, I think it's also the thing of like, I feel like I feel at home in like as a cinematographer, but I also feel like I'm so new. Like, as I said, like it's been what two two and a half years, so I I I still feel like, um, of course I'm gonna promote myself as that because that's what I'm doing. But at the same time, I'm like. I don't know, I don't, it's almost like, you know, taking on a, a new coat or something, so you don't, um, yeah, I just, I just feel like I have so much uh, stuff still, you know, to really, like, I don't know, to really own it, you know, um, but yeah, I mean, it's just, it's just a matter of time, I think. Yeah, yeah. I don't know, I, it's, it's probably in my head as well. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Um, I, I read an article, like, and I, I was doing a bit of digging into you, Mika, before this. Mm. Oh, <laughs> and, wow. Um, doing your uh, research. <laughs> <laughs> I, I read an article from 2018, and it was in on, um, on Passion Passport, um, on their website. And it oh, was a, wow. <laughs> yeah, I really did some digging. <laughs> yeah. Um, Good on you. It was about, you, you sort of mentioned that, like, um in the beginning you kind of like had a few like mentors and um yeah. i kind of just like wanted to talk a little bit about that and like sort of how you went about sort of from like having that kind of thing and what that gave to you in the beginning and like that kind of stuff yeah um so you mean like going about like finding those mentors and yeah um yeah, I don't know. I, I think, I mean, I'm self-taught with 
all of this and I think my way has always been very very curious you know like I've always been curious to like how do things how do you get things done like that or like how do I get things done like that or like how can you know I'm just so curious as a person I think and so it's very rare for me to be like okay I'm gonna I'm gonna reached out to this person it's more like I just feel like there's I look to someone and I just feel like she or he can like really give me something that's gonna make me better um and I just reach for it you know I I I think uh, I'm pretty I'm pretty good at it to be honest like it's that's something I can really own I'm really good at like reaching out to people and like not you know i'm not afraid at all like i don't get nervous with that i'm just like i'm just gonna do it because like they're gonna i mean the worst thing that happened is like they say no and like or they don't answer it's like so i'm always been like that and so like even from an early early point i was like that but it was more like physical then because uh when i started still photography instagram wasn't like as as it is now in terms of reaching out to people and like how easy it is to like reach people. So it was very much like people around me and like some older photographers I, I knew in, in my city, in, in my hometown of Gothenburg, which I could, you know, shadow and, and just like take part of their workflow and stuff like that. And, and uh, yeah, I mean, that's basically how I learned things, to be honest. And uh, now in recent years, it's been so nice because I can really like, you know, there's some names that I just that I'm having conversations with that I'm like, I still I'm, when I'm talking to them, I'm like getting this reminder and like, oh, shit, am I talking to him really? Like, is, is this his, his Instagram or like, you know, and they're like, because it's all just people, you know, it's like. It just, it isn't that strange when you think about it. Like, the only strange thing is maybe, like, that they're, they might be super busy and, you know, it's, there's a lower chance of them seeing your message and stuff like that. But it's, like, really, it's just humans in the, in the end. And, I mean, yeah, I think, again, going back to that with, like, sharing experiences and information and all of that, that's, like, that's the same thing. And I think... And I think that's most of all, like, especially when you get in, get into, like, trying to push yourself. Like, it's not, like, not the basic knowledge anymore. It's, like, when you're really trying to find those keys that's going to make you better than you are today. Rather than just, like, you know, I don't know, just, like, setting up a certain camera or, like, learning how to to use a light, whatever, you know, those kind of smaller things that, so it's, re- yeah, I think those mentors are really what push, pushes you, like, and, and makes you kind of gain these, like, bigger parts of information or skill sets or, you know, unlocking keys to your creativity, you know, that's really gonna, like, elevate you because you, I mean, you usually see them as like better than you and um, yeah I feel like 
that's like that's such an important thing to like be surrounded with that and because it's gonna push you I, I i feel so I, I get very triggered by like having really talented people around me like not in like an angry way but like <laughs> just uh, uh just in terms of like i just feel like if i see someone that's really talented and i see this person at work i'm like oh man i'm really got to step up my game you know I just I get so like stoked on like doing something better so it's yeah it's surroundings it's like it's like with friends you know you want to be with the best ones <laughs> yeah 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 exactly you want to you want to surround yourself with the people that are kind of gonna push you and motivate yeah. you and and yeah. do all those things exactly um, yeah no that that's, that's great advice Mika um I've still got a few more, a few more things I kind of wanted to ask. Like, Go for it. Um, reaching out to clients, like in terms, it'd be interesting actually, because like you've kind of occupied two sort of spaces. Like it'd be interesting to hear about how you sort of reached out to clients in the beginning and how that's kind of changed um, to how you kind of pitch projects or or how your workflow sort of starts out now as a cinematographer. Yeah, so I think from from the beginning it was like again you're like more alone and uh uh I think I in in some ways I really miss those like first first absolute first years. I mean with like I mean like really with still photography, uh going back maybe 6 to 8 years. Um cuz it was re- you had to re like I mean it's a lot of like cold calling or cold emails like everything is just really cold like <laughs> you just need to make it happen you know like you really need to like create your own spark. Um, I f- feel yeah I feel like that period like when I was around nineteen twenty twenty one, that was like I don't know I I. I'm still, like, impressed with that. I, I feel like that was, like, that's sort of, like, the harder part because uh, you have nothing and it's, like, yeah. But, yeah, in the beginning, I think, for me, what kind of... Because I wasn't... I, I mean, I wasn't really, like... I wouldn't say, like, I was a natural or anything like that. It was, like... It was more, like, my approach to it, which was smart. Uh, and that I said to myself, I want to do this and... Uh, so I gotta like I want I'm gonna base myself off a plan of like two years just trying to like build my portfolio so so that was like the idea so uh, in the beginning I basically reached out to to all kinds of clients and just like pretty much offered just free work you know because uh, I had a job I was working full-time at a daycare center so um, so money wasn't I, I could pay rent and stuff like that so I was I was all set so it was more about like okay how much time do I have left so I have evenings and I have uh, weekends to kind of work um, and also like there's I don't know there's just a switch that happens when you offer yourself to a client for free it's like <laughs> obviously they're gonna be like oh it's all of a sudden there's there's interest because there's no risk involved. Um, you can, like, yeah, I mean, you can do, like, a bad shoot and they haven't paid anything, so it's, it doesn't matter. 
Um, but yeah, so, uh, um, what was I saying? Yeah, so going in with that tactic, it was, it was, uh, it was a way for me to kind of like actually start producing stuff, which I think is like the, the most important thing. Um, cause yeah, I, I think a lot of people just like overthink, you know, how they're going to go about things. So allowing myself to actually produce stuff uh built my portfolio and then i had like something to actually show to other people um and they would also like recommend me but obviously not for free um so yeah i mean the word spreads and you're kind of like building your own momentum and again like building that your own spark um so uh so yeah I mean that was yeah that was really like a time where I I felt like I was I was working so hard just to like make something out of nothing basically. Uh and uh yeah so I mean and and that's very different from from today I would say like um today I'm basically never pitching it really it's like it's more you're just like you're coming you have because today as well I'm maybe working more with directors as well so the project is already there um it's already going to be you know it's already going to happen so today I feel like uh in terms of or what what's kind of like similar to pitching is maybe like creating these looks and visuals and ideas to the shoot that's already there uh so so it yeah it feels like you're working more on that end of the spectrum um so uh, so yeah it's very it's very yeah it's just very different it's like i have to put myself in that space uh, instead and just thinking about like okay how can i make this project better in terms of the the images i i feel I feel like I'm getting into a more concentrated space because I was doing a lot more back then. It was like you're multitasking so much and you're doing so much more than you're supposed to do or like that I felt that I was supposed to do. Um so uh, so yeah, that's basically it. Yeah, that's that's really interesting because I like I feel like in sort of photography or like one man band filmmaking, like you're mm. sort of doing everything and it's kind of like all down to you. And I guess yeah. that's kind of like the difference, isn't it? If you're sort of working as a cinematographer or DOP or something, you're kind of one part Definitely. of a sort of a big, bigger organization, I suppose. Yeah. Um, how, how have you found that kind of like from a sort of work life balance, like transitioning to doing more projects like that? Do you feel like you have a better work-life balance because of that, or is it, is it kind of, just different? Uh, just different, I would say. Um, I mean, it's. <laughs> uh, I don't know when. Um, I have I have such a hard time figuring that out. I just feel like, for me personally, I I, I feel there's no, there is no work-life balance. <laughs> it's everything is because. Also, going back to, like, with the emotions thing, I'm, like, I am drawing from everything that's happening to me. So I'm I'm having a really hard time. Like, I, I can't... I just... I was... There was a time where I 
where I was like really frustrated because I just couldn't understand this like work life balance thing. I was like, how are people doing this? Like, how are they like, how are you supposed to like create, you know, emotional and nice work with, with like separating? Was, I don't know. So, I th- but I think the thing that I got better at was like trying to just like take take time off you know but i'm still active like there's always going to be like a part of my brain which is active uh and uh i feel for me i i got better at accepting that i was because again it feels like and also when i hear people thinking about that it's like it sounds like the space where you're supposed to like switch everything off and that's how you like achieve work-life balance but I really feel it's just like you have to find that thing that works for you like for me it's like uh, even if I'm active I can still do other things but I'm always going to be like thinking about how I can implement what's happening into my work you know Uh, but I sort of accepted that I was like okay I'm not going to get this thing out of my head uh so but i can still relax i can still you know i can still uh if i'm off uh not set the alarm clock uh take care of myself not like actively sitting down with a project or working with something just kind of just consuming the world as it is Uh, and that's my downtime you know uh even if uh, i'm still active Someone calling you. No. Apologies. <laughs> oh, good. It's the, it's the next podcast attendee. <laughs> Just waiting. <laughs> yeah. No, but... Uh, so, yeah, I think, I think that's been the biggest change for me. And I think that's separate from, like, you know, transitioning from stills to, to cinematography. It's, like, I think that's more been, like personal growth thing like getting older <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah that's fair enough um yeah I, I i would kind of agree with you on those kind of things i mean obviously i'm a bit uh, at the, more at the beginning of my career but i feel like it is this idea that you can just kind of do your job and then stop and not think about it i don't know i think it's maybe an, an unachievable kind of thing to expect of yourself because but, I mean, yeah. like you know, particularly if you're doing something that you love and you like, you're pouring everything, yeah, that you're feeling into it. Like, how would how would you even switch off from it anyway? Like, no, it's crazy. I mean, if someone is listening to this and they have the answer, <laughs> please <laughs> yeah. reach out to Simon or me. We'll get you on the get you on the podcast and you can give yeah, us a yeah. lesson. Because <laughs> I I have no idea how to do that. <laughs> oh but yeah, I mean it's it's different. Yeah, of course. Um, I think just just to wrap up, I'd love to kind of talk about the um, the recent film that you've been working on, Polly, and um, just yes. kind of if you could tell me tell me a bit about it. Cause I, I watched it recently and like yeah. wow, like amazing, <laughs> like it's just like that's cinematic so storytelling masterpiece. Like it's it's beautiful. Oh man, um, that's so that's so nice of you to say. Uh, oh man, I I didn't even know that I was getting my plug. <laughs> That's amazing, yeah. No, it's so cool. No, I mean, it's really, really, really good um, segue from Passion Projects and all of that as well. Uh, it's this short film named Polly that me and my best friend made. 
Uh, my best friend is the director of it. Uh, and um, yeah, we were, we were, he, he got like a, not like a scholarship, not at all, but like a, like uh, a grant. Grant. Yeah, 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 yeah. Basically, this company that paid for all, the whole production, uh, wow. and they were our like closest collaborator in the project. Um, so he got that, and we were discussing this like this is like sp- springtime this year, and uh, yeah, I've always been like I always like being on the projects really early on, even though like I, I'm just the cinematographer um, because it's yeah uh, it's just so nice to like have the conversation and really prep and prep your head for it uh, and we were discussing ideas and he was kind of like uh, naming a few ideas that he had and then he had this idea based off a documentary that he watched which uh, was about was partly about this man from Portugal who had he had 10 wives Right. So and and uh, we watched this this clip of him, and it was it just made so much sense when he spoke about it because he was like, uh, so yeah, man, I I just can't do anything about it because like I just can't love one person, and it's like yeah, that makes a lot of sense. I mean, why would everyone be the same and just love one person? Um, so. So yeah, we we kind of like took took from that and wanted to maybe not base it off like uh, that that specific thing, but more like in terms of relationship norms. That was kind of like the theme we wanted to keep throughout the the film, and we wanted to kind of present something which was different from I think most people are living through in terms of relationships and we wanted to like you know discuss the idea of forming a relationship and in different ways and maybe ways that aren't like directly introduced to us uh, especially as kids you know it's like uh, so so yeah we wanted to do that and kind of just um, without putting any emphasis on anything we wanted to we wanted people to like, uh, to to kind of take this film in differently, depending on what sort of relationships they had before. Because what you're seeing in the film is this this woman who is having a relationship with three three men at the same time, and they live in the same community, and they're kind of like based in like the countryside, uh, living like next to the to nature and, you know, with this whole community that are kind of, like, more free-spirited. So, so yeah, we just... We basically wanted people to just go in with, like, their own experiences and be like, you know, how do I feel about this? uh, Because, yeah, it's been... And it's been kind of interesting. I've had some messages where people are, like, wrote that... There was this guy who wrote this past week and he was like writing that he's been very conservative and it was like pretty pretty hard to watch like because he was he was just thinking about his potential partner who would be with two other people at the same time 
And uh, it's just such an interesting thing, right? It's like, because it's built in, right? It's like what, what, he, what he's been used to. And that's not necessarily like wired. It's like, it's just tradition and norm and, you know, what you get used to again. So, so yeah, we just want to, to do something that kind of was, was a statement, but at the same time, very open for anyone to, to take in in their own way. So, uh, so yeah, it was quite fun. It was like, yeah, it was really fun to make. <laughs> Yeah, it's, it's it's such a such an interesting like idea, and I, I it's interesting how you said like you didn't want to kind of um, give someone the answer of like it was kind of open to interpretation, and I think that's a that's a really cool thing to do with a film, like to make. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I mean, I guess with you know that's art, isn't it? Like you've made something that's open to interpretation and yeah, like challenges perception and. Um, yeah, definitely. That's, that's, a, that's a powerful thing to do. So, congratulations, man. Yeah, thank thank you so much, man. It's yeah, it's been yeah, so fun to release to the world. Yeah. All right, cool. I, I think we're sort of about an hour now, so I think we'll wrap it up. But um, yeah, thanks so much for coming on, man. It's 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 complete com- completely my honor. It's been such a such a good time talking to you and catching up a little bit as well. Yeah, absolutely. We have to not leave it so long till the next time. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> two two years until the next time. Maybe maybe I should have uh, I I should start the podcast next time. You need to. Um, you need to. Yeah. You need to bring. You need to bring back those those ones, Mika, because they yeah, were, they, were, they were good for people. No, I def- I now when you mention it at the beginning of the call, I was like, I was like, yeah, that was so nice. It was like such a nice way of like getting closer to the. To, to the people um, so yeah I'm gonna I'm definitely gonna have a think about it <laughs> for sure awesome but yeah brilliant thanks so much Mika and um, yeah hopefully chat to you again soon yeah probably right. will <laughs> good luck with good luck with the podcast as well in the future now thank you it's very much it's gonna be really fun to see the, the rest of the guests that come on yeah I'm, ex- I'm excited to kind of sort of see how it grows and get a few more interesting people on yeah no, for sure for sure yeah yeah cool right I'm gonna wrap it up there hey guys so I hope you enjoyed that I feel like I learned a lot from it (laughs) I think the idea of passion projects is something that like really resonates with me and something I definitely need to take on board going forward like I think that ability to kind of have full creative control over something that you are you were wanting to do like I think it kind of goes on from what we spoke about with Charlie and Jess about having a message and like if you have a message or you have something that you know is driving you like go out and make that happen like whether that's a photographer like a photo set or a film or whatever it is like I think you need to take it on yourself to go make that happen because when you put that stuff out into the world like people are going to see that and they're going to be like right that's what that's what that person does so let's hire them to do that um so yeah anyway i hope you enjoyed the episode today like i thought it was super valuable and um yeah mika's a great guy so make sure to go check him out he's um at mika abera on instagram or um, mikaabera.com i'll put the links to um his website below and stuff and make sure to check out his recent film polly like really thought-provoking and like beautifully made and um, i'll also put that below as well so um yeah Thank you very much for tuning in and I hope you enjoyed it.